0: When it comes to being a fantasy baseball manager, you got to know when to hold them, know when to walk away, and know when to run. So lock on in as Matt and I talk uh, buy low and sell high candidates on today's action-packed episode of Locked On Fantasy Baseball. You are Locked On
1: Fantasy Baseball, your daily fantasy baseball podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: Hello, fantasy baseball fanatics, and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Baseball Podcast, brought to you by the Locked On Sports Network, your team every day. As always, we're your number one source for fantasy baseball knowledge, and thank you for making us your first listen each and every day. I'm your host, Dominic Martino. Here, as always, with my brother, and my co-host, Matthew Anne. Yo, yeah, well, it's good. You can find us on all social media platforms and podcasting apps. Just search for Locked On Fantasy Baseball and we'll be there. If you're listening on a platform like Apple or Spotify that allows five-star ratings and reviews, we'd appreciate it if you could do that for us. You know, if you're an everydayer or you're a new listener and um, you haven't done that yet, truly, truly means a lot. If you can go out there, it helps the outreach of the podcast. Also, if you're watching on YouTube and you haven't subscribed already, just hit that little bell below. It subscribes you to the channel, also gives you a notification every time we drop a new episode. And uh, also, once again, if you're on YouTube, be sure to like and comment because we love to talk fantasy baseball with you. And as I mentioned at the top on today's episode, Matt and I are talking about buy low and sell high candidates. And there's a lot of good ones out there. So, uh, Matt, what are we starting with today? Do we buy and low? Are we selling high? Where are we at?
1: I think uh, we're going we're to do it a little buy low action. Um, you know, You know, pretty much what everybody's here to see is, you know, who are we going to buy low on, throw a really cruddy offer out there and see if, see if, you know, what what hits when you throw it on the fan, you know? So let's start off with a great name here. Mr. Sandy Alcantara. Sandy has had a horrendous out of character start to his season. And I'll read them off because it's pretty bad. So literally on the 16th, which was Sunday, nine case, which that's the right number. And uh, six ERA with a one one seven WHIP on the tenth four Ks twenty ERA with a two seven five that was against Philly. The last game I read off was against Arizona, and he had a good game against Minnesota with a win five Ks no earned runs and a .44 WHIP. But then season opener against my uh, against the Mets two Ks four seven six ERA and a one two four WHIP now. What this tells me, and since the K's are pretty much there in that last start, and quite honestly, he is just, you know, going in on it. I just think that he's going to bounce back. There's no way he doesn't. This is super out of character. Um, I just feel, for me, that Sandy Alcantara should be a buy low target 100% because you know he's going to turn it around, and when he does, it's going to be absolute glory. Um, Sandy has been a stud arm for at least the last two seasons. Um, and has always shined outside of that. I mean, I just love Sandy and what he can do. It's just amazing. The guy literally has a 320 ERA as a career average. How does he not, um, you know, bounce back? It just makes no sense to me. This is just probably a slow start, probably adjusting to the pitching clock and the new rules, all the wonderful stuff that has come with the obstacles of the new rules. So Sandy is probably a product of that. I would definitely throw out a nice little offer. You could probably get him now for, hmm, like a mid-tier guy that you don't. You really didn't spend too much of a draft capital with a name that's just enticing. Um, like I'm even, Dom. I don't even have a name at the top of my head. Do you have a guy that you would throw out there for uh, Sandy? I'll,
0: I'll give a little tease of somebody we're gonna talk about later. Mm-hmm. If you could package, let's say, like a, a Justin Steele. With like, um, you know, uh, a bat that's like kind of middling, you know, somebody. Uh, uh, let me let me see who we got here, like somebody that's another bat that's outperforming. And we got a couple of good names out that we're talking about sell high on. And if you stay tuned later in the episode, you know, we got a couple of good names and you could package some of these names together, potentially to get some of the, you know, the buy low guys we're talking about. But when it comes to Sandy Alcantara, Matt and I are on the same page. This guy, you know, is an absolute stud. He pitched 228 innings last year, had 207 strikeouts. He had six complete games last year. He's already got one this year, as you know, Matt mentioned earlier in his one really dominant start, which was against uh, Minnesota. And Sandy's just an, just a, an ace. He's one of the best pitchers in all of baseball right now. You take, you know, you want to, you always want to be getting the best overall player in any trade that you're doing. So what you do is you package some guys that are hot right now that you know necessarily don't think are going to keep it going through the season, and you take those guys, package them, and you try and get one guy, you know. And uh, Sandy's Sandy's arguably the best pitcher in baseball. A couple of little duds here, you know. As Matt mentioned, that pitch clock is something that's. Uh, been hurting, you know, all fantasy managers. I I personally think it's causing a lot of these, you know, starting pitchers to get, you know, banged up. We're seeing a crazy, crazy amount of starting pitcher injuries here recently. And Sandy's a guy that I don't think he's going to wind up getting hurt, but he's making those small adjustments. You know, he's right. Is the, the only thing that's really high is the ERA. The whip looks pretty solid. The K's are right around, you know, K per nine, where, you know, Sandy usually is right under that K per nine mark. And he is going to be one of the best pitchers in baseball. I think he's an absolute um great buy low. Let's move on to the next guy, though, and that's Aaron Nola. Now, Aaron Nola finally went out there and, you know, he had a he had a good start the other day. And he it looks like he's seeming to get back on track here a little bit. Right. Now the thing with Nola is he's always been a great, great starting pitcher. That's something that you can rely on when it comes to fantasy baseball. Well, we know who you know the studs have been for years. If somebody's been great for a long time like Nola has, you can you can you can bank on that. You can take that to the bank. Let's talk about even Nola's whole career: three six four ERA, twelve hundred innings, fourteen hundred Ks, a one one three ERA, and once again that's over twelve hundred and fifty innings there. So you kind of know what you're getting from him on the season though. Nola's thrown 21 innings, only 19 Ks, 5.91 ERA, 1.45 WHIP. So the buy low opportunity on Aaron Nola is even better than the buy low um, opportunity on Sandy Alcantara because Sandy does have that one really good start there. And Nola's last start was good, but he still gave up, you know, a couple of runs. Uh, the whip was at a one three three, only four strikeouts in six innings, and it was at Cincinnati. So that's where you can use the gift of gab here and, you know, go to the Aaron, o- Aaron Nola o- owner and say, oh, well, he still hasn't really been great. Bah, bah, bah. Play that game because that's what you want to do when trading. You want to, you know, try and talk down the guy that you're buying on and talk up the guys that you're selling on. And with Aaron Nola, I think there's just a great opportunity here for you to, you know, make that little sneaky trade right now because he's going to bounce back and he's going to have a a pretty good year.
1: Absolutely. I mean, there's no way Nola doesn't bounce back. And the reason for for it is, let's put it this way. He's in a contract year. He needs to get paid. This is probably going to be his biggest contract of his career. So he needs to bounce back and get paid. So this is why I think that Nola is going to go at it and bring it back. Now, this is also an opportune time and more than what you think, too, because he had that good start. So I think that now, the, if anything, the owner that has Nola is probably more enticed to say, oh, okay, maybe I can get a little bit more for Nola than I could last week with him having a bad start. So, yes, play the game like Dom said, but then also, you know, tell me, I'd be like, ah, oh, the only reason I'm really snagging him is because that one good start, maybe it'll happen. We know it's going to happen. And then, you know, throw him like a little bit of a better guy. Or like two of these guys we're going to talk about later in the show. Um, So, you know, it's one of those things where I think you really should target NOLA and, you know, get out there and give him somebody hot right now that we all know is going to die off later. Um, Dom, take it away, bro.
0: So, guys, you know, if you're like me, you got a full time job and you like to hit the gym sometimes and you need a quick snack that isn't high on calories but still tastes great, then you've got to try Built Bar. I'm not sure how Bilt Bar does it, but these bars taste delicious while maintaining amazing macros. And what's even better is that they're healthy for you. Built Bars only have 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, and that whopping 17 grams of protein. Guys, I always say this when I read the Bilt Bar ad. It's so important to get protein in your diet. Most of us don't get enough of it in our diet, and it's just the best that you can grab a quick built Bar, you know, and uh, get that protein in your diet that you're lacking. They come in these unbelievable flavors like cookies and cream, double chocolate, coconut puff, or my personal favorite is that churro flavor. And guess what? Now you don't even need to wait around to get a box because for years we've been talking about only being able to order your built Bars at built.com. And now you can just go down to your local Walmart or Sam's Club and pick you up a box or two or three of built Bars. Once again, you got to try those built Bars. They're absolutely delicious and they're healthy for you. So next up here, we got um, an absolute uh, a guy that I think is probably one of the best by lows right now. And that is Francisco Lindor of the New York Mets, the shortstop phenom. The thing is, the counting stats are still pretty good here for Lindor with the 13 runs and 17 RBIs. Four homers is, you know, pretty good. Two steals, not bad the 231 batting average is where you're going to be able to sneak the buy low in. Cause a lot of people, you know, when it comes to fantasy, that, that bad batting average sticks out and not everybody's looking at the leaderboards as far as runs and RBIs go. So, you know, if the, if you're someone in your league, isn't looking at that, they may not know that the 17 RBIs is actually pretty high up there in terms of the lead leaders and RBIs say, Oh, he's only got four home runs. He's batting 231. He's got 21 strikeouts to 10 walks. And that's the argument there. But you know what? Francisco Lindor is a career 276 hitter, over 4,287 at-bats. So we know he's going to be fine there. He has, you know, 25-plus bomb upside. And in that Mets lineup, he's good for 100 runs, 100 RBIs. He stole 16 bags last year. I think the steals even come up for Frankie Lindor and they wind up being around, like, you know, I'd say in that 15 to 20 range. And he's just great. Shortstop has been a little bit tough so far this year, to be honest with you. Hasn't been as good as we all thought it was going to be. So if you can go out there, go a sneaky by low offer on Francisco Lindor, I think you're going to make out pretty well.
1: Oh, absolutely. I think Lindor um, is ready to rock and start breaking that bat out out in the open here. But great job there, Dom. Let's talk about our next guy here. Yeah. Mr. Michael Harris. Now, he's supposed to return um, next week uh, at some point during the home stands that they're going to have. Um, between Monday and Sunday. So, you know, this is the perfect time to get it, especially if the team has been hit with the injury bug like a lot of us have. And you have a couple of free spots that you can kind of hold it down and kind of give them like a now player. Because when you watch this, it's Thursday. You're going to be holding into the week. Hopefully they're down in the numbers. You can offer them somebody that is going to be able to provide them with the win this week. So give them that immediate satisfaction versus waiting for this player to come back at some point next week. Um. On top of that, it's really just a matter of finding the right offer because Michael Harris is one of those guys that everybody expected for that, you know, sophomore breakout where he's going to build upon what he did last year and really take it to the next level. Now, what he did in his short term up before, you know, the se- before his back injury occurred was not too great with three runs, no home runs, one rib, two stolen bases, batting 217. That's ugly, too. Now. Here's what you do, right? You talk about how he has back injury that's probably gonna could linger or come back or ag- be re-aggravated. Boom, that's an argument against him, soft tissue. Two, then you talk about, oh, look, it's probably a sophomore slump. Look at, um, look at, um, Vladdy. Look at, um, look Wanda at Juan De and the list continues of guys that had a sophomore flank, Jonathan India, and they come back the next, the third season, and that's it. So if you're in a redraft e- league, this is an easy sell. Bro, this ain't the year for him, but I'll take the upside and I'll see this, but I'm only willing to part with so-and-so, right? So, like, you could probably throw out, I don't know. Let me see, like, Anthony Santander, who's underperforming, and then mix him in with one of these guys. It's a name, a bigger name. Mix him with one of these guys that's performing high. It's a two-for-one deal. Get the Get the guy that's underperforming off your team and then throw him in with a guy that's overperforming and slap it on theirs, on their team and let them have the upside of a guy that could probably just bounce back versus a sophomore slump and see how you can kind of make that happen. And I think you could probably pull it off from Michael Harris because you can really scare somebody with a sophomore slump. I don't think how sad, Yeah.
0: Yeah, Matt, I'm, I'm on par with you. Yeah. I absolutely love Michael Harris. I didn't get a lot of him because his draft price was, you know, super high this year, but I also think that's going to come into your favor when you're looking to trade uh, for Michael Harris right now, because the Michael Harris owners probably panicking, you know, they probably had to pay a high price for him. It might even be their number one outfielder. So once again, we have a bunch of big names that are coming up here in, um, the sell high, you know, uh, Portion of the episode. So stay tuned for that. And once again, use a lot of these names that we're going to bring up in the sell high portion to get these buy low guys. You know, I don't want to spoil those names. So once again, lock on in here and stay tuned for the whole episode. So you can hear those names and know who to, you know, give up to get these guys. But let's talk about what Michael Harris did last year in case anybody forgot. 114 games for Harris, 414 at-bats, 75 runs, 27 doubles, 3 triples, 19 homers, 64 RBIs, 20 steals, and he hit 297. Michael Harris was always good in the minors, even in uh, 2021, Harris had 27 steals, hit 294 in 101 games, and only 374 at-bats. You're talking a guy about a guy that can go 25 bombs. 35-plus steals, hit close to 300, 280 in that range somewhere. And in that Braves lineup, the runs are going to be good. The RBIs are going to be good no matter where he's hitting. I think he could finish the season as a top uh, 15 outfielder if he keeps it going, maybe top, you know, at worst, top 20 outfielder. But he's going to come back, and he's going to hit. He's going to do his thing his whole minor minor league career. He's been a great hitter. So go out there and throw some uh, buy low offers on Michael Harris. Let's move on to the next guy here. And this is somebody Matt and I are probably not going to agree on, to be honest with you. But, you know, it's uh, somebody that I have a good amount of shares in, so I'm keeping the faith with them. And it's Carlos Correa. Now, the thing with Correa is, you know, he went over to the Twins last year. First year, new team. So, as Matt and I always say, it's a huge adjustment period. Don't forget these guys are human beings. When you go to a new city, you got to buy a new house. You got to move the family over there make sure they're happy. You got to find that nice little barbecue spot to eat that's going to, you know, keep you, you know, happy. You got to, you know, before that, you are you're might be eating some crap trying to, you know, find that nice little spot for you. So, there's a lot that goes into it emotionally, and sometimes it might throw guys off. He's in his second year now with Minnesota. The team's looking a little bit better than it did last year as far as, uh, you know, players. And uh, he did hit last year. Correa did hit 291 with 22 bombs. The counting stats weren't great with the 70 runs and the 64 RBIs. But don't forget in 2021 in Houston, Correa had 104 runs. He had 34 doubles, 26 bombs, 92 RBIs, and he hit 280. So I think Correa has the chance to bounce back. He's a career 280 hitter. You know, he's not really gonna steal you any bases, but those counting stats could look a lot better than they did last year. He's only got two home runs on the year. He's hitting 220. Shortstop is a tough position, as I mentioned with Frankie Lindor. Now I'm not giving that up as much as for Correa as I would for Lindor, but I'm still giving up a little bit for Correa, hoping that he bounces back and he he's gonna the batting average is gonna come up. We all know that. I think the bomb skis could be, you know, 25 plus, and the counting stats could look, you know, decent. Let's say 85 runs, maybe you know. Know, 80 rbis and you know he'll he'll still be good so i think you go out there and you and you buy low on correa
1: i mean if you don't have a shortstop i'm not ob- objective to it but here's the thing about just shortstop buying in general the price has gone up even for the worst ones out there because of the fact yeah. that everybody's gone down right now but correa is underperforming but at the same time i just i'm not sure how much i'm willing to give up for him I knew you weren't going to be with me on this one. I knew it. it. (laughs) I I mean, I'm not opposed to going out and getting anybody at a value. So that's kind of where I'm standing on this. Like, if you want to go out there and give one of the guys that we're, that are overperforming right now in our, in ours that we're going to talk about later in this episode, then I'm kind of okay with it, especially with probably the second name on this list that we'll talk about, which is also a shortstop. You include him and then a little part of something else, which is the great tease for upcoming. Um, but and anyway i feel more confident than these guys coming up of correa lasting the full season of a long term value versus these guys on a short term value so this is where like okay yeah correa is a good buy right now on th- for that stance as an overall player i don't know where his upside may be or what his ceiling will be or his floor players we have to we have to talk about S- selling high on we got to talk about ebay motors for champions for, for a championship team it's all about making sure that every every player is a perfect fit it's the same thing when it comes to your vehicle every part needs to fit just right so next time you need a part an accessory and a, a, and head then head to ebay motors with ebay's guaranteed fit you can be sure every part you need fits right the first time around just add your ride to my garage and look for the green check mark to know the parts will fit or your money back because like in sports confidence is the name in the game and when it, when you shop with ebay motors it's the same thing and it's a, with over 122 million parts to choose from you'll be back in the game in no time after all it's easy to bring bring home the win when you have the right parts are guaranteed Get, get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices on ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. Eligible items only. Exclusions may apply. All right. So, guys, we are back on this. And we have a great name to talk about here as our first buy, uh, sell sell-high here. And that's Mr. Matt Chapman. Matt Chapman is having a really nice start to the season. And I'm going to tell you right now. I didn't see it coming. A lot of people in the fantasy community did not see this coming, being the number two overall fantasy player this year. I mean, it's it just it, its mind blowing. But here's what he's doing so far 13 runs, five bombs, 17 ribs, a stolen base and batting 417. Like these numbers are great. Do I think they're realistic? Do I think this trend is going to continue? Absolutely not. I think, honestly, at this point, one of two things happen. He either completely falls off a cliff and goes back to normal Matt Chapman, or he gets hurt (laughs) because he's old. And, you know, it happens with him. I think that you kind of dump him now while, while the iron is absolutely scorching and you just say, give me some of that. So like, I'm good with dumping him for like Michael Harris, Francisco Lindor, but you're going to have to add more than one piece of, uh, just besides Matt Chapman even though he's like the number two player in fantasy right now because of the name you had him and a little something and you'll be able to pull off these names. In my opinion, I've seen it happen where, you know, people are on the fence about these players and like, I don't know what to do, especially this Michael Harris thing. Oh, my team is completely flopping this week. I need a win. Boom. There you go. And you, you might be able to make that happen. Matt Chapman, definitely, definitely sell high.
0: Yeah, Matt, you, you hit the nail on the head there. I would definitely easily give up Chapman for Harris Lindor or Sandy Alcantara if you could pull that off. Let's talk about Matt Chapman from 2019 to last year, which was 2022. It's 1,700, uh, almost 1,800 played appearances, and in that time he hit 230 with a 323 OBP and a seven seventy OPS, And that's just not great. It's not really getting it done. He definitely has power. And in that Blue Jays lineup, the, you know, the RBIs and runs should be at least decent. But my whole thing is you could sell high right now. And that's what you need to do. Uh, the guy's hitting 415, as Matt mentioned. He has nine doubles, five home runs. So you can go out there and get somebody that's going to be better the rest of the way. The thing that usually happens, and this is in pretty much in any sport, but especially baseball, is the return to the norm. So as I said, Matt Chapman, career 245 hitter. It, the, he, to get down to that two forty five again, he's gonna have to struggle at some point. And you've already reaped the benefits of having him on your team for the first three weeks, and you know getting these big numbers in. You don't want to be stuck holding when you know he has that you know two week cold stretch where he doesn't hit a lick, and that's killing your fantasy team when you could get one of these guys that's underperforming and have them for their hot okay. stretch because Francisco Lindor is not going to hit 230 all year, Correa is not going to hit 220 all year, Sandy Alcantara is not going to have a 5.4 ERA all year so it's kind of like I said, you know at the top, if you, if you know the old song you got to know when to hold them, know when to fold them and know when to run, that's kind of the name of the game here with fantasy baseball and especially if you're new to it, that's that's how we do things around here, that's how we win fan. Uh, I have to say fantasy MDs That's how we win Locked On championships here is by doing things like that. So once again, Matt Chapman, career 245 hitter. You definitely want to get rid of him before the other shoe falls off and he goes back to that norm that he normally is. Once again, there'll be a lot of power there in that bat. So if he's your power source, maybe you do hold a little bit. But if you got all the power guys on your team, you want to go get a steals guy, go get Lindor. You know, make that move. Don't be afraid to do it. I'm telling you guys it will pay off in the long run. But let's move on to our next uh, sell high here, and that's Jorge Mateo. Jorge Mateo is out here having a career year. Um, people didn't even know if he was going to really have a spot where he was going to play every day, but he's forced the Orioles' hand with his hot start. And he said, guys, keep me in that lineup. So, so far in the year, Jorge Mateo has played 15 games, 46 at-bats, 13 runs, four doubles, three bomb skis, 12 RBIs, eight steals, and he's hitting 370. I will tell you this, the steals are going to be there. Jorge Mateo, no joke, might steal 40 bases this year. So um, the thing is, if once again, I I will throw the caveat out there. If he's your steals guy, the main guy you're relying on for steals, I'd hold. But if you want to go out there and capitalize... I guarantee Francisco Lindor and Carlos Correa and Michael Harris all finish the season higher on the player raider than Jorge Mateo. The thing is, once again, you know, in his career, over 760 at-bats, Jorge Mateo is a 234 hitter. So, you know, in that Orioles lineup, you know, they're, they're playing all right, but I don't think he's going to get a lot of RBIs, and I don't think he's going to hit a lot of home runs. So, you know, maybe you get runs and steals from him, and that's really going to be it. So I, I would trade him for any of those guys I just mentioned, especially if you could package him with uh, maybe, you know, like uh, well, we've got another starting pitcher coming up. If you could package Mateo with this other starting pitcher and pull off a Sandy Alcantara or an Aaron Nola deal, I would definitely, definitely do that. One last thing I do want to talk about before we move on here. I kind of want to see where Mateo has been hitting in the lineup of recently he's actually been hitting eighth and ninth and seventh. So that's the thing. You don't even really want to, you know, you don't want to deal with that all year because it's not going to wind up paying off and, you know, sell high on Jorge Mateo right now.
1: Oh, absolutely. And here's the thing too. I'm not buying the late, late career breakout. Like, you know, there's not too many guys that seriously have a late career breakout. Like he's age 27 season and his birthday is in June. So it's going to be 28 this year. You know, I don't I don't we don't see that that often where guys have this late breakout unless they're pitchers like that's when pitchers hit, start hitting their mature age. Like usually what happens is a, a, a bat would come up when they're like 24, 23, you know, kind of muddle their way through and somewhat perform. And then boom, they hit 25 to to 30. And that's their prime season. You don't break out in your, your prime age. So like this is all fool's gold for me. Mateo is definitely a sell high and sell high at the highest. Unless you have no steals, then you hang on to him, like Don said. But let's move on to our next guy here, and let's talk about Mr. Patrick Wisdom. This is an interesting one because, quite honestly, I really didn't see this one happening either. This is crazy. Um, you know, so far, he has 14 runs, 8 home runs, which is wild, 13 ribs, no stolen bases, and batting 281. And this is where I can kind of back up my stats with this of where I could probably tell you this is complete fool's gold. My guy in the last two weeks, right, has nine runs, six home runs, eight ribbies, batting 244, right, over two weeks. Now, let's take a step back. Last week, out of the two weeks that we're reading, he had six last week out of the nine. So that's three runs. He had five home runs last week out of six home runs in two weeks. He had seven ribbies out of eight in the last two weeks. And he bat 320 last week. So can you imagine what his last week looked like? You were probably ready to drop him right then and there. But he's still the 18th ranked player in all of fantasy baseball right now. So he's complete fool's gold. Right now he's just in a hot streak again. He's going to flop. He's going to go back to the norm where he is not that player that you're even coming relatively close of snuffing one of these players that we named earlier to buy low. So I think you definitely package him and somebody else to get this job done. It's also really nice that he has first third in outfield. So, clear, uh, so keep, uh, people are going to go and want to scoop up somebody like him that I can plug him in in different spots or uh, I don't have a third baseman or, oh, outfield is really weak this year. Let me see if I can get Patrick Wisdom and this will help boost my team. And <laughs> Blew up in your face and I just stole a great player that bounced back. That's the goal of Patrick Wisdom. Just get rid of him, release him real fast. Get him out for a trade.
0: Yeah, well said, brother. Well said. Um, I'll I'll throw this in there, and I I hate to like say it like this, but this is one you like. You find the guy in your league that maybe just started playing, does not really familiar with all the names in fantasy baseball, and you throw Patrick wisdom his his way. You say, oh, he's tied for the league league in home runs with eight. He's hitting two eighty. Matt named that triple position eligibility with wisdom. And that's the guy you target and you say, Hey, you know, this guy is absolutely great. He had 28 bombs in 2021. He had 25 bombs in 2022. The Cubbies are looking a little bit better with that, you know, uh, revamped lineup and you just get rid of him out of, All the players that we talked about, you know, selling high on, I think Patrick Wisdom is the one I'd probably want to get the most for while it's hot because, you know what, maybe Matt Chapman's going to have a big home run year where the counting stats look pretty decent. Jorge Mateo could steal 40 bags. We got a couple of starting pitchers here that could, you know, maybe keep things at least going a little bit. But Patrick Wisdom, I think, falls off the cliff. You go out there and you trade him for, you know, one of those guys we talked about earlier in the episode and you walk away pretty happy. But let's move on. We got uh, two more guys here, and they're both starting pitchers. Uh, the next one's actually a Cub as well, and it's Justin Steele. Now, the thing with Steele is, is I think Steele's actually still going to be pretty solid. But let's look at what Steele's doing so far this year, and this is when this is what I'm saying: sell high. Two wins, no losses for Steele across three starts. One four two ERA, nineteen innings, nineteen Ks, and the WHIP is an o eight four. Now could still be you know breaking out and you know uh, have like a pretty strong year yeah of course he could you know he's still 27 years old sometimes pitchers take a little bit longer to break out than you know um hitters so once again he could still be having you know a great year but I just don't think Justin Steele is, you know, going to maintain the sub two ERA. The wins aren't, you know, he's got um, you know, three wins in um, you know, four starts. He actually started today and had another great game against Oakland. The competition, you know, he played Milwaukee the first game. You know, Milwaukee's been pretty good. Texas hasn't been as good as everyone's expected. He did beat the Dodgers, but then he beat Oakland today. So I'm not super impressed. He gets San Diego in his next start. I will try and get, you know, what I can for him before that one goes out there. I just don't think he's not overwhelming as terms of velocity and things like that. And, you know, I don't think he's this year Spencer Strider or anything, so I wouldn't worry about that either. You package Justin Steele and Matt Chapman go get Sandy Alcantara, Uh, you know, even uh, package, uh, you know, I would even throw out Justin Steele for Michael Harris to somebody that may not know what they have with Michael Harris and see how that goes. Oh, maybe they want another small piece. Okay, throw in Jorge Mateo, throw in guys that are like these guys, you know. We're giving you some names here. But, you know, you find guys that, you know, are similar to these guys. We're going to do a lot more buy low, sell high episodes. If you have any questions for us, always shoot us a DM. We're always there for you guys to talk fantasy baseball and let you know what our opinions are. If you have any questions on any other names like that, go out there. But I don't think Justin Steele is that guy. Once again, package him with one of these bats. Go get your Aaron Nola or, you know, Sandy Alcantara.
1: Yeah, I'm all about that. I mean, Steele was one of our guys. We were like, okay. I was calling him Steele last year, and, you know, he just was a good waiver-wires, like, streaming, you know, pitch-and-ditch kind of character. Right now he's just starting off high, hot. I mean, it is what it is. Like, you know what, like, last year, I mean, 2021, he finished with a 4-2-6 ERA. And then in the minors, he had a 1-3-2, and then a 5-5-9, and then a 2-3-1. But, again, these are all with low innings, low innings pitch. So, I mean, I can't really put a – even say, hey, what is what is his real ceiling? Because it's a little all over the place. I mean, he has one season in the minors that he has 98 innings pitched, and he has a 2.92 ERA. And then right before that, with 77 innings pitched, he had a 5 ERA. He's all over the place in terms of what his actual outcome is and who he is as a pitcher. At age 27 with only three years in the bigs, I'm not impressed. Let's put it this way. Last year he finished off and he did a pretty decent job. But, I mean, hey – he only got 119 innings. I want to see what happens if he gets 150. I guarantee he flops. So this is the perfect time to just get rid of him and call it a day here with Justin Steele. And I'd rather him flop on somebody else's team or even hit on somebody else's team than me take the chance and I could sell high for a well-known talent. And that's the thing. The thing about fantasy baseball is you want to get consistency. you got to win each week, and each week in and out. Not, you know, oh, okay, I have this long-term play. It's not, you know... A guy like him isn't going to be dynasty gold or even a full season gold. A guy like him is just going to be in spot starts. So where you could pick up the value on like a Nola or a Harris or something like that is really where it's going to come in key for you. But all right, that's enough on him. Last guy here, and then we, then we got to run it because we're running long today. And that's Mr. Anthony DeFlusconi, okay? Now, we talked about him the other day, but I feel like we do, we need to cover him again because he is an interesting name. And Here's where I'm gonna give you selling points on him. I'm gonna give you everything we need to know. He's having a good season, right? On the season right now, 19 in his pitched is a win, 16 K's, a 142 ERA, and a 0.63 whip. And he's gone out there against like okay, a struggling White Sox, a struggling Kansas City on the 9th, and then Detroit. Like he's super inflated right now. His next start on the 21st, which is in which will be tomorrow for everybody listening to this episode right because you're gonna be listening on Thursday he's gonna be pitching Friday trade him immediately before he goes to the Mets and he gets lit the hell up and you kind of just see it now if you want to go and here's now your selling points for him right Anthony DeSoscani pitches in you know San Francisco great pitching park right he also had that great 2021 season where he had a 317 ERA, pitched 167 innings, and had 152 strikeouts. And he had 13 wins that year. Okay, those are your selling points. He's done it before. Look at it here. Uh Nola or somebody is struggling. Manoa is struggling. Let me throw this out there and see what happens and what I can reel on in for Anthony DeFlusconi. And with pitching getting hurt this season too, it's going to be a nice little pop on you being able to dump him. So I'm all about selling him high right now because I don't think he has long-term value either. And that's Anthony DiLiscani, guys.
0: At hit the nail on the head. To be honest with you, I'm not even going to add anything except to say that I agree. Get rid of him before that Mets start. But, guys, that's all for today. Please be sure to like, subscribe, comment, rate, and review. Check out our website if you already haven't. And thank you for making us your first listen each and every day. That goes for our everydayers and our new listeners because we appreciate you all. And, um, you know, the growth that we've had this year is tremendous, and it's thanks to you guys. So be sure to lock on in and check out our new episode tomorrow featuring some of the best waiver wire ads going into this weekend. But, guys, until tomorrow, see you. Peace.